Welcome to the Health Leaders Finance Podcast. I'm Jack O'Brien, Finance Editor for Health Leaders. My guest today is P.H. Ferrand, Chief Business Officer of Babylon Health based out of Palo Alto, California. P.H., thank you for joining me today. You're welcome, Jack. Uh, very happy to be on your program. We're happy to have you here as well. Even prior to the pandemic, health systems and hospitals were keeping their eyes on non-traditional players entering the American healthcare system. In addition to major companies like Google, Apple, and Amazon making inroads in various aspects of the industry, there's another technology company eyeing opportunities in the U.S., Babylon. In late February, the company announced three U.S.-based leaders will be added to its C-suite, including PH, who formerly served as the president of Google Cloud. The company has already rolled out its Babylon 360 app to establish a value-based care model in California and Missouri, while also offering app-based services in New York, Nevada, and Iowa, with plans to build a nationwide network. With all that in mind, I wanted to start our conversation there. PH, can you give our audience a high-level overview of Babylon and explain its goals as it relates to the U.S. healthcare system? Sure, Jack. Uh, so Babylon is the leading digital-first value-based care provider that was funded in uh, 2013 by Dr. Ali Parsa. And our mission is really to deliver accessible and affordable health care to every person on Earth. So we work with government, uh, but essentially payers and providers across the globe to offer people what we call round-the-clock access to digital all-in-one personalized health care. And we do this by bringing together our AI-powered, highly scalable platform, combined with our, uh, you know, very, uh, uh, you know, obviously very modern quality clinical expertise to help our members live healthier and longer lives at a lower cost. Uh, so today we're serving uh, 24 million lives globally with a range of digital health services, and we launched the U.S. last year. The region now represents about 70 percent of our revenue, and we offer Babylon 360, our digital first value-based care, to tens of thousands of Medicare and Medicaid lives in California and Israel, and we have plans to widely expand this uh, over the next couple of years. I appreciate you kind of walking us through uh, Babylon, its, its background. I am curious from your perspective, what you see as some of the most challenging issues facing the healthcare system. Obviously, we're coming out of a pandemic here, but some of these issues have been around for years. You talk about the pricing aspect, the aspect challenges. I know that obviously your focus on value-based care, there's that move away from fee-for-service towards something more quality-based. So I'm curious on that perspective, what you see as some of the challenges, and then how a company like Babylon is kind of best positioned to offer solutions to those issues. Yeah, so you know we see um, something in the U.S. Uh, that, that is also something we, we see some time around the world, but the U.S. Uh, healthcare system is really one that I can say has been um, suffering from the focus on fee-for-service, which we think is not really working. Uh, and, and so uh, by having this fee-for-service in place, uh, you know, the healthcare system is really focused on sick care, where we treat people mostly once they've become ill, and it's expensive and inefficient. So if you're looking at numbers, uh, for instance, uh, eight, you know, healthcare expenditure in the U.S. represent 18% of the GDP, which is quite dramatic. Uh, but you, when you compare the U.S. healthcare to OECD countries, while we spend twice as much on average, we have among the lowest life expectancy, you know, in a, among the top 11 nations. And so that that that's really one of the issue. The access to healthcare is also not ubiquitous. You know, if you think about like 
3% of the U.S. healthcare, healthcare expenditures are going to 50% of the population today. So you can't really say that this is a, you know, a, a, a fair access to great healthcare. The costs are also ballooning. There's two major uh, you know, areas uh, in our view that is creating this bubble on, on the cost side. One, you, know, you have highly trained, expensive uh, resources like medical professionals, and you want them to be focused on the high value activities, not just you know, high value and low value activities. And then you have chronic diseases, which are you know, on, 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 the, on, on the rise. 50% of the US adult population, for example, has a chronic disease and more than two-thirds of the U.S. population is considered as obese. So this is really uh, a big issue. This cost of ballooning is really a big issue. And all of this is converging to deliver actually poor outcomes. Uh, you know, th there's some stats out there that say that only 12% of Americans are considered metabolically healthy today. So these are, um, you know, these are stats which are basically saying that the system in itself is probably not working as well as it could. And in the face of this, we're seeing three major trends happening. One is technology and AI is coming in to disrupt the healthcare system, disrupt in a, in a good way. Uh, the second thing is value-based care, which is if you want the way to focus on healthcare to be much more preventative and making sure that you're, um, you know, where you stay healthy when when uh, when when you're in, in good health. And, and if, if sick, where you know, value-based care is, is trying to put you back on your feet as quickly as possible at the lowest cost possible. So value-based care is really kind of a, a, you know, a major trend right now. And then the third one is consumerization, which comes to, with technology, which means like more and more consumers are going to be in control and are going to want to um, choose the way that they want to consume the healthcare. It's so interesting to hear you highlight some of these points that I've talked to other executives, either on the payer or provider side, have highlighted whether it relates to the cost of health care, the outcomes. You talk about sick care and kind of the argument about preventative care. And then that last one you talk about with um, being able to bring in technology to somehow offer solutions to this. So I'm, I'm very curious to see how Babylon's going to be able to perform in that space. And I guess it kind of leads me into my next question I have for you, which is obviously your background is so tech dominated with your time at Google, Dell, Nokia. I'm curious, and I ask this to anybody who comes into healthcare, you know, what was the attraction? Obviously tech offers its own challenges, but then healthcare, as you point out, has a litany of challenges. You know, what, what was the attraction for coming over here? Well, there's actually a couple, Jack. The first one is, you know, first of all, I think healthcare is a, is a fascinating industry. It's obviously a huge industry, $10 trillion in the, in the world, $3 trillion in the U.S. And, and uh, you know, having worked in tech for a long time, I kind of realized running into Ali and having a long discussion with, with him as a CEO that the time is right right now for technology to truly disrupt uh, healthcare in in a good way. So that was one one of the of the reason that uh, you know I I wanted to get into healthcare and help help the company like uh, Babylon uh, you know uh, grow. The second reason is um, you know everybody wants to get up in the morning and have a purpose uh, that that sort of makes sense that gets you excited. And and frankly speaking, when you know that you can touch the lives of millions of people and give them access to healthcare. I mean, this is really something that is uh, both fascinating and very inspiring. And that's why I wanted to be there and have a chance to reshape uh, uh, the way healthcare is, is being um, uh, delivered to people. 
the, the last one is the team of, of people that I've met at Babylon, which is quite, I have to say, you know, a team of, of great uh, talented people there. Um, and, and the one thing that I, I appreciate in Babylon that probably uh, tech companies don't appreciate is you can't really get into healthcare as a tech company and be um, successful if you're not really at, at, at your heart a healthcare company. Meaning like, you know, you've seen what happened with Heaven, with Amazon, JP Morgan, and Warren Buffett. And despite the fact that Amazon is such a, an amazing uh, uh, company and JP Morgan and, 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 and Warren Buffett obviously have a great track record, these people have not been able to really perform. And I think uh, this is due to the fact that in healthcare, you really need at your heart to be uh, a healthcare company uh, before being a tech company. And what I like about Babylon is Ali has been leading hospitals in the past. We have a ton of great, great clinicians with us. Uh, you know, we just recruited a new chief medical officer. And it's all about how you're marrying your clinical operations with tech to deliver some magic. And this is why basically I've joined not just uh, Babylon, but uh, now I'm happily in healthcare and, and feel like we can really revolutionize and, and re-engineer healthcare, uh, you know, from sick care to um, preventative healthcare. We'll be right back after this short break. Hi, this is Melanie Blackman, Strategy Editor at Health Leaders. I'm here to tell you to check out the Health Leaders Women in Healthcare Leadership podcast, which drops every first Wednesday of the month. On my show, I sit down with women executives who share insights on important healthcare topics, their leadership experience, and how others can climb up the organizational ladder. Subscribe and listen to the Health Leaders Women in Healthcare Leadership podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Stitcher. I like kind of the use of the word revolutionize there, and I, I kind of wanted to follow up on that. Obviously, you coming from the tech background, there's just a different breed, I guess you could say, than some of the healthcare executives that I'd say that I would probably interact with on a on a, a regular basis. I'm curious if you have any sort of advice from them from the tech sector. I mean, obviously two completely different industries, both with their own challenges and, and opportunities, but there's a lot of innovation that goes on in tech that maybe not, uh, doesn't always translate, I guess you could say in healthcare. So just any sort of advice for the healthcare leaders listening to this podcast about what they can learn from tech? Yeah, look, um, obviously I'm learning as much as possible about healthcare myself, and I want to be very humble. You know, I don't think that um, people need a, a lot of, uh, a ton of advice, but maybe some thoughts, uh, which I think have been very helpful in, uh, for me in the tech business that could be helpful for some of your listeners. Uh, the first one is, um, you know, th there's something that's called singularity. And in the tech business, it's very well understood. Probably not as much in healthcare, but some of your listeners again may have heard that term. Singularity has been a concept that Ray Kurzweil has, uh, who was, uh, who has been at Google. I don't know if he's still at Google, has uh, initiated um, a few a few years ago. And basically, it says that technology at one stage might surpass human intelligence. He's saying like it might be at twenty around twenty forty five, when computer intelligence will be so smart it will do things that human beings can't really can't really do it, especially in the area of, of cognitive area. And so the one thing for your listeners is to realize that the rate of change is definitely not linear. The rate of change is exponential. It's been exponential since the, since the invention of the, of the processor. It's been exponential for a long time. So now we're reaching a time when speed is really like, you know, it, we're going at, at, at 
warp speed right now. And so speed is of the essence. So realizing that the more you know, you're gonna progress in your career or in what you're doing, uh, the, the, the faster things are gonna go is super, super important for uh, decision making. The second thing here that I've learned is access to tech is democratized, right? It's ubiquitous, right? We are giving access to our uh, members through the phone, through the, the device they own to healthcare. And so there's what I call the power of consumerization that is really uh, starting to be pervasive in all industries and, and starting to be there in healthcare. And, and frankly, the, the advent of COVID uh, has really uh, accelerated that trend. And the last one is cloud and AI. You know, if you're in healthcare and you, you, you understand the power of data, you understand that, you know, uh, healthcare is, is, is about, um, you know, uh, uh, dealing with diseases, but it's also about preventing diseases, about you know pre being predictable. And so you have a ton of data that you can accumulate, and of course you use in a very, very uh, uh, safe and, 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 and a high privacy way, uh, but you can really rely on data and cloud to make sure that you're making healthcare available on demand, and you can use data to really deliver a lot more personalized insights to uh, your patients, uh, which in turn can can favor preventative healthcare in a big way. So those would be my my three um, three advice or three insights for you listeners. I'm sure that that's a real benefit to our audience, and I appreciate you going through those. I wanted to conclude our conversation today with kind of a forward-looking question, which is, if we were to have this conversation towards year's end, where would you see Babylon within the U.S. healthcare system? Obviously, you're you guys have talked about wanting to expand and uh, pursue these growth opportunities. So where would you see the company by year's end? And, and just didn't know if you had a message to any sort of skeptics in our audience who might say like, you know, what's the difference between this and another Haven or another another outsider trying to come in and reshape healthcare? Sure. So where, where do we want to be in a year from now? Well, we hope that we'll have solidified our position as the global leader in digital first integrated care and that we've built a growing network of partners and providers around the world who share our mission, you know, share the passion for our mission of putting an accessible quality healthcare into the hands of everybody on earth. Uh, I, I, you know, I think in a year from now, the Babylon 360 model of emphasizing preventative care to avoid costly sick care, in my view, is going to become the new normal in healthcare. And so we're very happy to lead uh, that momentum. Clearly, there will be other companies doing it with us. You know, this is a huge market, and we think that uh, we don't have to be alone in doing this. But we're happily uh, we're happily taking the lead uh, on that front. Uh, in terms of um, the the folks who are skeptical about uh, Babylon or our, our ambitions, the the only thing I would say, look. We've been founded in 2013. Now, we're a pretty massive company. We're covering 20 million lives uh, globally. We are the number one primary care provider in the UK. We're handling 20% of the health of the population in Rwanda. We have joint ventures with TELUS in Canada. We're handling 1 million lives in Asia. We've started our business right here in the US a year from now, and we believe that by now we are probably the number one uh, leading digital first uh, value-based care in the U.S. Uh, with north of 100,000 lives of Medicaid, Medicare under 
under management. So look, we, we're still very humble. We, we, we're looking at you know, uh, building this business step by step. Um, we're uh, looking forward to working with uh, the, the payers and providers out there. We feel like we have a good traction, um, but you know, we think that our track record will speak for itself. And last but not least, we think, you know, and I think uh, coming from tech, what matters is to have a differentiated business model. And so we think with our AI, we think with our scalable platform combined with our remote clinical operations, we can deliver is, uh, you know, a type of uh, integrated value-based care that no one can, can deliver. And hence we can take full uh, cost of care or full risk on cost of care uh, for uh, uh, payers and providers. And that's really something that is attractive uh, for them. Babylon certainly has an ambitious agenda ahead of them, so we'll be curious to see where it ends up, and and hopefully we can get you back on the show here to to detail how that goes. But certainly appreciate you having you on here, PH, and uh, hopefully down the line we'll be able to reconnect on this. But certainly appreciate your time going through uh, your background and what Babylon has ahead of it. Thank you, Jack. It was a pleasure to be with you today. Excellent. Thank you so much. And thank you to our listeners as well for tuning in to another episode of the Health Leaders Finance Podcast. Until next time, keep taking care of your patients and each other.